Welcome to this GemTrain Autism Guidance presentation. We believe in connecting loving parents with beautiful children through inspiring training content. We understand how it can feel to have these challenges. Sometimes you can end up feeling so alone and overwhelmed. We know you love your child and we want to support you and help you overcome the challenges of autism. This free content is our gift to you. Hi, I'm Beth Williams, and I am here to uh, talk about yoga, specifically for children on the autism spectrum, or people in general on the autism spectrum. Uh, my background is in special education. I uh, am a certified special education teacher, and I have taught for many years in the mild-moderate sector in the public school system. And then I also worked with preschool-aged children, some of whom were on the autism spectrum for about a decade. And then for the last year, I six years, I've worked uh, in a setting that I interacted as a special ed teacher with severe and profound uh, profoundly disabled students, and it is my favorite population to interact with. I love being around uh, people who have neurodiversities, um, and so it's my passion. Um, and I've been doing yoga and meditation for two years now, uh, and I found that it had a almost magical effect on me, that it could put me back together uh, with my uh, own depression and anxiety, it could put me back together better than any medication that I had ever taken or um, any therapist that I ever saw. And so it became really compelling for me to uh, make yoga an, a daily part of my life. Um, and it was actually some of my special ed students that led me to become a yoga instructor. I had two students in particular that I loved so much and they were such wonderful people, uh, but their behavior often precluded their ability to attend my class. And I was really upset about that. And I was upset about what the future held for them if they didn't have the ability to regulate themselves as much as they would need to in order to be a part of society. And so uh, it just happened that one day I was in a yoga class and I had this lovely thought that I could become a yoga instructor and begin uh, yoga classes specifically for people with special needs as a way to help them grow their internal stamina, grow their ability to regulate their emotions. Uh, so I quit my job and became a yoga instructor and now I own Geneva Yoga and uh, we are working on our nonprofit status. Uh, because we are interested in providing yoga opportunities and wellness opportunities to as many people as we can. So I teach teen yoga classes now and I teach kid yoga classes and I am hoping to also teach uh, yoga for special needs because it matters a lot to me. So I've had my yoga certification for a, uh, one year now, a 200-hour certification. And since that time, I have taught hundreds of classes. I taught many uh, through the summer, and now I, I teach through my own yoga business, and then I work at two other jobs teaching yoga. So I teach about 10 classes a week, which is a lot. Uh, so I have, even though I haven't been certified for very long, I have a lot of experience in teaching yoga classes, most of them beginning yoga classes. 
So yoga is a form of meditation that pairs intentional movement with intentional breathing. Um, yoga literally means to yoke. And so I like to think about bringing our mind and our body into sync with each other, that when we pair the movement with the breath, we are able to better be in the present moment, better to experience our, our present moment, our lives in ways that help us to feel settled and peaceful and well. Um, yoga also brings about body awareness in many ways. So yoga has broad implications as a therapy for people who are on the spectrum because it promotes body awareness and emotional regulation. And it also helps with spatial awareness and uh, flexibility and uh, muscle tone. Yoga is helpful for people who are on the spectrum because in many ways it promotes body awareness. That uh, many people, whether they're on the spectrum or not, they uh, live lives that are mostly just up in their head, right? We live in a society that really promotes thinking and figuring things out and working in, through our brains. But that is only 10% of our body and we can experience our life in 90% of our, the, the other 90% of our body. And when we do that, when we pair that intentional movement with the intentional breath, then we find that we we, we balance out our energy, right? That it's not that all of our energy is spent here and we get headaches and we're exhausted. It's that we are experiencing things through our whole body and that helps to balance out our emotions and our experiences. And so, yeah, children with autism often don't, aren't necessarily aware of their body or what their body does or how their body works, right? That there are students or children with autism that they are unaware of when they need to have a bowel movement. And so yoga can promote that body awareness that as they learn how to do this yoga pose and breathe into it, they, it engenders this spatial awareness that they know where their hand is and they know where to reach back with their foot and how to rise up and where they should be breathing, which is usually into their belly or they can watch the expansion of their breath um, and that helps them to pair what they see with also what they're feeling. So yoga can be helpful for sensory needs because there are many aspects of yoga that are calming, that many times children on the autism spectrum are overstimulated in one way or another. And yoga helps them to reduce that sensory input because they're only focused on what their body is doing. They're only focused on listening for the sound of their breathing or to feel that breathing in their body. So yoga is helpful for sensory overload because as a person practicing yoga tunes into the posture and becomes aware of their breath or transitions from one posture to another, their focus zeroes in on exactly what they're doing, in the pose or in the breath. And in that way, it shuts down sensory input. So even though normally someone might be bothered by some sound or by some movement, when they're focused in, in a meditative way, in a yoga pose, their focus zeroes in and kind of helps other things to fall away. And so in that way, yoga, just helps to a person to be able to better regulate being in 
a normal situation without uh, being triggered as much by sensory overload. We hope you're enjoying this GemTrain Autism Guidance presentation. We invite you to help this important effort continue by becoming a patron of GemTrain on Patreon. By joining, you will get access to new and exclusive content and get to offer your ideas for future content. You can find the link in the description or simply search for GemTrain on Patreon today. So an example of how I have seen that yoga helps solve problems or helps uh, mood regulation, helps grow that internal stamina. The best example that I could give you is my own. That I would wake up in the morning panicked and full of anxiety and I had no real reason for it. And so this kept happening to me over and over again. And I knew, because I'd done yoga before, I knew that it had some synergistic effect, right? I'd had experiences where I felt more settled after I walked out of a yoga class. And so there were so many mornings where I woke up and I was in a panic and I felt like it was gonna be a horrible day that I looked up a yoga studio and found one that had a 6 a.m. class. So I went to the yoga studio and went to a class. And when I walked out of that class, I felt like I could breathe. And so I would tell my friends, I don't know what it is. I think it's just the breathing that I feel well the whole day if I go to yoga. And so I just started going to yoga over and over and over again because I thought it must be oxygenating my blood and that must be why I'm feeling so well. And then I, as I started going to yoga more regularly, I came to find that I would come in with a stress or a worry and as I wouldn't be even thinking about my problem or my worries or the thing that was keeping me down, I would just be there and work through the sequence, do whatever the teacher said, trying to breathe, trying to pair my movement with intentional breath. And as I did that, then usually by the end of the class, I either had an answer to my problem or I was just happy. Like I could let go of the parts of me that were sad or heavy uh, and I also noticed that over time as I attended to a regular yoga practice that I didn't get down as much and I wasn't um, as panicked as often that that so from my own experience my own mood regulation really stabilized it was really wonderful. It was a great feeling. And so now when I go to a yoga class, it doesn't matter how tired I am or how stressed out I am. When I go to a yoga class, I work through it and I come out just more settled, more peaceful. And that's what I, anecdotally, that's what I see in my students, that they will come in and some of them will have pained looks on their faces. And I wonder, what did they come into class with? You know, what burden are they carrying? And by the end of our class, by the end of our Shavasana, where they have that meditative time at the end, then the look on their face is just more relaxed. They seem more settled. And it's a wonderful, I feel like it's a wonderful gift that I can be a part of. So one time that I'll tell you about where I could see that somebody was different uh, from participating in a yoga class is I had students come in, they're always awesome, they're really great people to be around every time. Um, and 
we went through the yoga sequence and I tried to tune in to like, what, what do I think they need today? And uh, so I tried to do that. I do that with most of my classes, but at the end, one of my students, as she was walking out, she had a really warm smile on her face and she said, I feel really good. One benefit that I see specifically with kids who do yoga is that embedded into the yoga practice are opportunities for kids to get excited, move around, get a little crazy, kind of act out in ways that are uh, overseen by an adult, but to creatively express themselves and to creatively seek for exploration uh, with their bodies. And then also with that, um, embedded in the sequence is opportunities for them to calm down. And so many times in a yoga class, we'll do something really fun and exciting and games and partner poses, and then we'll bring it right back down to some uh, meditation where they breathe into them, their body. And in that way, I think that they're learning that they can, they have the uh, ownership over when their body gets excited and when they bring it back down. That they begin to train their mind and their body uh, to sink into what they want. That the more often they pair movement with breath, the more able, the more uh, ability they have to tune into the kinds of experiences that they want. So that they don't, uh, so that they no longer have those experiences when they're laying in bed at night and their eyes are wide open and they cannot calm themselves down. That because in yoga they've had many opportunities to get their heart rate up and many opportunities to tune in to their breath, that they have a better ability to reach for the kinds of states that they want in their body. So I uh, recently, last week, I was teaching a meditation class and uh, somebody asked me, uh, why do we need meditation? And I said, well, um, because sometimes we, our body automatically does these processes and we aren't necessarily aware of it. And, he, and his response to me was, well, don't we want? our bodies to do things for us? And I was like, yes, we do. Our bodies, um, they have these automated tasks that they do all the time, right? Like I don't really have to think very much about tying my shoe because it's something that my brain has done a lot of times, right? But then I said to him, have you ever walked down the street and then got somewhere and thought, how did I get here, right? That sometimes our bodies are on autopilot and so we might be doing things that we didn't intend to do. Do it over. Yeah. Sometimes our bodies do things that we're not really intending to do. So I might be going up the stairs because I need to grab my phone, but I'll get up to the top of the stairs and realize, oh, all these things need to get picked up. So I pick those up. I go through like six things, get back downstairs and be like, oh, I just need my phone. Right? And so I have to go back up there. So sometimes when we have those automated tasks, it kind of robs us of what we actually intended to experience. And so it's kind of the same with yoga and meditation. When we bring our focus into and zero it into uh, movement with the breath, when we do that, then we're able to kind of train our body that where my mind is, that's where I want it to be. And so 
with yoga and meditation or a, a yoga practice, people who regularly participate in that, they uh, are able to more often get their bodies and their minds into the states that they want. One thing that I've noticed in working with students who are on the autism spectrum is often they don't have uh, as much of an ability as they would like to regulate themselves. That they will get themselves into a panic and they don't really necessarily know how they got there or how to get out of it. Or they will be in a really sad, depressed, unhappy place and they don't know how to get out of it. So they, you know, they represent the general population. There's many people, whether they're on the spectrum or not, that have that experience over and over as well. Uh, but when yoga is a part of their lives, then that mood regulation or being able to see how A plus B leads to C, that those connections start to be made. Uh, and so maybe we could just talk about self-awareness, that through yoga, through just attending to what is, when I'm experiencing my present moment, then I'm able to, in other ways, it generalizes to the rest of my life where I'm able to be here in this moment. So there were so many times when I, as, when I worked as a special ed teacher where I would have parents say, thank you so much for all the work that you do. Thank you for all of your help with my child as they are at school all day. And then they would say something like, I don't know how you do this, or I don't know why you would choose this to as your profession. And my response would be, uh, my, <laughs> My responsibilities are so limited and I get to send them home at the end of the day. And I have the easy fun job and parents are the ones who are the ones who are in the trenches dealing with things, raising their child up in the ways that they feel are important and helpful. And so I offer this course as a way to maybe provide some solutions for some of you that may be struggling, that maybe there's something in this course that can help uh, you or your child with sensory needs or emotional regulation or body awareness or any other positive outcome. As a mom, I have had so many times in parenting my kids where I have worried and wondered if what I was experiencing now was how it was going to be. If it was going to lean us uh, toward a course that worried me or scared me. And I have found incredible comfort and just wellness in trusting in the growth and development of my kids. That when I express trust in them, Right? They might be having the worst day ever, and they might have the worst attitude ever, or they might be having uh, really challenging experiences in their life. When I can say to them, I just think this is, this is growing you into who you're supposed to be. And I think these experiences, no matter whether it's positive or negative, I think, you're, I think these experiences can be for your good, that they will lend you to have more empathy and compassion and awareness. And when I've expressed that to my kids, it has felt really good for me and I felt like a good parent. And so I, I offer that idea to anybody who may be feeling disheartened or worried about what they're seeing now, whether that is something that's gonna be going on in the future, but instead 
there's the possibility that what they're experiencing now is perfectly preparing them to be fantastic people, to bring about increased ability and increased self-awareness and increased empathy and love and compassion for themselves and for others. So hang in there. We hope you've enjoyed this presentation and that you feel our sincere desire to help you overcome the challenges of autism. We invite you to help this important effort continue by becoming a patron of GemTrain on Patreon today. By joining, you will get access to new and exclusive content and get to offer your ideas for future content. You can find the link in the description or simply search for GemTrain on Patreon. A better relationship is waiting and we're glad we can be a part of your success.